Welcome, friends. It's Catherine Sidman, Sidco Cat, and this is my podcast. As a cannabis industry professional for the last decade, I have unique access to the experts, entrepreneurs, and enthusiasts who make this industry great. Join me and my guests as we dive into the people, processes, and products that make up this wild ecosystem of cannabis, psychedelics, and emerging medicines. Someday, I'm going to do a survey and see if my community is more comprised of cat people or dog people. I actually suspect there's a lot of chicken people too. (laughs) What I know is that stewards of plants and fungus are usually animal lovers. We all know the enjoyment and entertainment our furred and feather friends bring into our lives. There's little to compare to the pleasure and utilities that animals can bring into our homes, whether they're companions or working part of our farmstead. Animals can bring so much positivity that it's easy to gloss over some of the challenges of pet parenting. While nothing can be quite as satisfying as a good boy, it's also true that nothing is quite as frustrating and life-affecting as having a troubled animal in your home. When destructive anxiety, incontinence, disorders, arthritis, and inflammation plague our pets, it can stress the entire household. Cannabis to the rescue again. I invite you to sit with me and learn more about CBD therapy for pets. Trish Wilhelm is a licensed veterinary technician who partnered with veterinarian Dr. Chelsea Ludke to start VetCS in 2017. Over the last five years, Trish and Dr. Ludke have been utilizing their CBD formulations as another arrow in the quiver of their busy veterinary practice. As with so many two-footed patients who discovered cannabis as the last resort, Dr. Ludke and Trish had patients who were just at the end of a long list of tried and missed therapies when they first started implementing CBD. The results soon spoke for themselves and a company was born to provide this medicine to pets and working animals across their practice. And now, thanks to their website, vetcs.com, they're providing this medicine across the country. Trish is not new to cannabis and is such a great ambassador for this plant to people who never considered engaging with it before. I'm so thankful that her decades-long love of the plant interrupted her rather conservative career in veterinary medicine and gave rise to VetCS. Every time a cannabinoid product is purchased and used in another home, we're getting closer to normalizing cannabis as medicine for the planet. There are people who would never even consider this medicine for themselves, who are won over when their dog no longer suffers crippling separation anxiety and their show horse trailers with no fuss. When you listen to Trish evangelize the power of this medicine, you will see what I mean about being an ambassador. She's smart, professional, grounded in the science, and truly engaged in both what this medicine can do and the actual pharmacokinetic routes and therapeutic applications of CBD. If you wonder how Trish and Dr. Ludke assure quality in their extracts, I did too. Sometimes the only answer is buying the freaking factory, which they did. Trish is a boss babe and I'm here for all of it. You will see what I mean when you listen in to this chat 
with Trish Wilhelm of Vet CS. I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. Um, Trish, I'm really, I'm really excited about this conversation. Um, and you and I have a lot of people in common. And so I've kind of seen things happening. And recently, um, I fell for a scam and I gave away my Instagram account. Yeah. And it actually is probably one of the best things that's ever happened to me. It's very liberating, honestly. Yeah. Um, but in the process of that, I've been like trying to remember all the people that I was following that I wanted to stay in touch with and so forth. And right. my, my stream is so much smaller right now that I'm seeing people that I wasn't seeing before because they were just sort of lost in this flood sure. of nonsense, you know, mm-hmm. and you come up, you have multiple amazing things going on. And I'm like, where has this woman been all my life? And why am I just leaning in right now? <laughs> You're so, so sweet. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> no, I'm about it. I'm about it. I'm over here. I got my other screen going and I'm over here stalking all your websites, which nice. are exciting. So let's start with you introducing yourself and then we'll sure. we'll go from there. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. So my name's Trish Wilhelm. Um, I'm a certified veterinary technician. I'm also a veterinary cannabis counselor. And I started in veterinary medicine side of things, but I've been a cannabis advocate um, for a very long time. (laughs) So way before my veterinary endeavors, my love for cannabis has been deep rooted for many years. And it's just was kind of this kismet meant to be type progression in my career and my life that led me here. So I'm I'm just happy to be you know, sitting here with you today. Thank you so much. No, it's awesome. It's awesome. Trish, tell me about, tell me about when you first realized that your love for cannabis Mm -hmm. and how beneficial it's been in your life and with people that you know, and then your love for animals and this whole other part of your life, when did those two things start to overlap? Sure. Yeah. So um, what I didn't mention before is that our company name is VetCS. And that basically Uh started through the veterinary practice. I met my co-founder, Dr. Chelsea Ludke. She's our CEO. I'm the COO at VetCS. And we work together in equine practice. So we were in the vet truck all day grinding and, you know, doing our normal day-to-day appointments and, and all of that. And in vet med, obviously, just like human medicine, you're reaching for pharmaceuticals, right? I mean, you have certain mm-hmm. cases that have certain needs and you reach for A, B, C, and D. And, you know, sometimes you get to the end of that list and it's not cutting it. And we did have some cases like that, that, it just wasn't enough or they needed a little bit extra support. And we did, especially being in Colorado, have a couple horse owners specifically asking us, Hey, can I go to the dispensary and get an edible for my horse and give it to her? Is that going to help with her? When did people, people, okay. So, so people just made the natural leap from this is good for my joints and my aches and pains. Mm -hmm. This is good for my anxiety. This helps me relax. This helps Mm -hmm. me not be a spaz. Maybe Mm -hmm. this could help my pets, Mm -hmm. but animals, I mean, it's not a direct correlation. Like you can't just give people medicine in my understanding to 
our dogs and our cats and our horses. They metabolize things differently. There's different routes through the liver. There's different things going on. Um, how do you start that conversation with somebody else doing the work and you and your vet knew about it? And so you were able to look at that or did you have to do some of this research yourself? No. Yeah. That's a great question. At that time, when people started asking us those questions, there was little to none uh, veterinary involvement. In and when was this space. about? This was probably 2000. 16 ish going into 2017 is when we started really looking Mm -hmm. into it and where that, what we started doing was just market research. Like, well, hold on, let us look into this for you. I don't want you giving your horse an edible. (laughs) My cannabis knowledge already was like, that's not a good idea. Let us check this out for (laughs) you a little bit. And so we started diving into veterinary specific products, uh, safety for animals, Um, COAs, what are they doing, what's going on, what's labeled, concentrations, the whole shebang. And we weren't finding anything we were happy with. There was nothing out there for our veterinary patients that was really meeting our standards of, um, you know, transparency and, and all of that. And so we started doing some initial case studies to begin with before the inception of Vet CS. We had a good connection through, like you said, some mutual friends that that you and I have and all of that. So we had some connections there to just formulate a a, a very, you know, um, a very simple CBD isolate and oil base and started giving it to some of those patients that we already had in our day to day that were basically we call it the kitchen sink. We've thrown everything at them. There's not much, like I mentioned before, therapeutically that was helping them to the extent that they needed it. And we started with very high doses. Uh, the owners were a game. They were on board. Uh, we felt confident, even though, even though the research hadn't caught up yet in, in the safety side of CBD specifically and what we already were able to extrapolate from human medicine. So, you know, we started with some of those higher doses and 24, 48 hours, we started seeing some appetite stimulation. We started seeing them move a little bit better. They were a little bit brighter. They just overall seemed a little bit more comfortable. And from there, Dr. Ludke and I started kind of titrating our doses down day by day to really find that therapeutic window um, of a maintenance dose, really. that for And, and we, what we were finding was that it was case by case. Okay, this horse has you know, three different things going on with it. It needs extra support versus another horse that maybe only had, you know, one thing. And we had to target that specifically with dosing. So we were already seeing that very dosing specific case by case, just like people, what works for one person might not work for the other. And I was translating to them. And based off of that initial research period that we did, that launched us into the inception of VetCS and really starting to you know, take it seriously, start formulating some products and and start out that way. So oddly enough, by the time that we got our line put together, our initial line, we started with just a few tinctures. I'm sure you've seen our website. It's grown significantly over the years with product offerings, but it was a few tinctures and it was a horse paste. And by the time we were able to get those formulated the way we wanted them and launch everything, uh, our launch date is 420 of 2018. So <laughs> we were able to get Love out it. Love by it. then. Yeah. So <laughs> when you talk about 
When you talk about dosing mm-hmm. uh, and you talk about a high dose, I mean, one of the things that's been a challenge for me in CBD and as I, as a consumer and then also as a person in the industry who watches the market and, and mm-hmm. has friends with brands and whatever, mm-hmm. one of the thing that, things that's been frustrating for me with CBD is the ridiculous like teeny tiny doses mm-hmm. and that's sort of nonsense where it's like, you know, back in the, like in 2016, honestly, when prices were higher. So that, I mean, I can imagine how daunting it was to try to put together a therapeutic do- dose for a horse <laughs> when a therapeutic dose for a person costs like 50 bucks. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So mm-hmm. how do you put together, how did you even begin to, to see what those benchmarks would be mm-hmm. just experimentation. So you have somebody you've tried everything. The owners love this animal. They know it's in distress. They're willing to try something outside the box. When you say you started with kind of high doses, what, mm-hmm. what are you talking about? Um, with horses specifically, it was in the thousands of milligrams where we started out. Um, okay. Typically in animals for very mild and basic conditions, a two mig per kig dosing range is sort of the benchmark where everyone's sort of laid into. And that ever since then, over the last few years, we have a ton of peer-reviewed data in dogs, cats, and now horses, which we just contributed to recently. And so earlier, before any peer-reviewed so two data, milligrams of, two yeah. milligrams of CBD per kilogram of body weight, which fits Correct. what I've always heard, which is one to five milligrams per kilogram. Yep for people. Right. And, and they were saying that back in the day. So mm-hmm. one milligram per kilogram of your body weight, everybody mm-hmm. get out y'all and figure out which, what we are in kilograms. <laughs> we're Americans. So that's hard, <laughs> but Google will help. It's quick. Like, now. It's yeah. way more CBD than you probably are taking in that mm-hmm. little five milligram gummy or mm-hmm. 10 milligram tincture to be a therapeutic dose. So you're mm-hmm. starting out in thousands of milligrams at mm-hmm. a time Mm-hmm. Not to be such, not to be so obsessed with profitability, but I kind of am. Um, yeah. But at a time when <laughs> CBD was expensive, CBD was expensive in 2016. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so, and, and here's the thing um, people will spend more money on their babies and their, or, or on their dogs and their horses than they will on their babies sometimes. I mean, people love their dogs and their horses, right? They will. They will. So, and for horse owners, that's almost like a, it's, it's a little bit of a different world as far as, you know, versus dogs and cats. I mean, horse owners, <clears throat> there's, there's so many different applications that you use horses for. Are they, you know, show horses? Do you use them for work? Do they, you know, what's their job? So some of them, it just depends on, on that for the owner of, you know, you know, how, how much am I investing here really? Um, and to be fair, I say, I say thousands of milligrams. We do do that in the university research for pharmacokinetic and safety data and all of that. However, um, our basic uh, maintenance dose, our basic everyday dose is 125 milligrams once a day for a horse. So they actually are fairly lower than we thought. Um, And what's interesting about horses specifically, and we figured this out just because Dr. Ludke and I basically in some of those, those trials, early on, we're able to pull some blood samples on our own and send them up to CSU and get some preliminary pharmacokinetic data back. Um, So we had a little bit of a handle on that already. This recent study with CSU that we did confirmed this also, but the horse has a longer half-life 
than dogs and cats. So typically for more mild conditions, we're able to get away with once daily dosing with them. Uh, they're sitting at around eight and eight to nine hours um, as their half-life and dogs and cats are around four to six. So it's kind of interesting, interesting how they are a little bit different in that way. So in all fairness, with all those things being said, we do find lower maintenance doses. We do utilize higher loading doses uh, for specific conditions on on specific consults that I do with with horse owners and what they're looking to accomplish. So that might change a little bit, but we're hopeful to you know reduce it down for them to that maintenance dose <laughs> to be more economical, you know, like you mentioned. <laughs> sure, sure. Well, mm-hmm. and also because I mean, getting more medicine than you need is just not useful. Like, who's right. taken vitamins and then later in the day had bright yellow pea, well, congratulations. <laughs> you know what you I mean? It. All you did was, <laughs> all you did was process vitamins into urine. It really, you know, beyond what your body could utilize, it doesn't really help us. And so exactly. more isn't always better. Exactly. Um, mm-hmm. And you've done the work. I love that you've done the work where you've drawn blood samples and you've sent them up. And so you can actually have kind of this window into the metabolism of the medicine Mm -hmm. and what's actually going on in the body of your patient. Um, Tell me about just, just anecdotally, I'll bet you have some really, really great stories (laughs) of, of how CBD has been helpful um, to people and their pets. Absolutely. So this is basically what I do in my daily day-to-day work for VetCS is I'm our main point of contact. So we advertise, you know, if you contact us, talk to our veterinary professionals, they're getting me mostly. Uh, Dr. Ludke will talk with veterinarians as well, but in daily connections with pet parents, this is, this is where I live in is all this anecdotal fun, uh, fun, well, not fun. A lot of times they come to us because there's an issue, but, um, you know, I, I think it's fun on my end to discuss it with them. And it's, it's fun in the aspect that it works and we, and we see great results and we're keeping pets comfortable. So that's really the positive for me personally. Um, as far as what we see, it's been amazing for anything in regards to anxiety inflammation, arthritis. We uh, can assist, assist with epilepsy support. Um, really, the, the same findings for humans is what we're finding with animals. And as you know, it all comes back down to that endocannabinoid system and our receptors. And it's working the same way for animals. Uh, what's important for people to realize is goes back to the, the dosing needs that we talked about before. And you know, every indication requires a different dosing range. And, you know, for anxiety, for instance, we're actually able to get away with uh, sometimes even one to 1.5 mg per keg 30, 45 minutes before the stressful event. If we're using it for situational anxiety, if your pet doesn't like fireworks or a car ride or trips Mm, to the vet, things mm. like that, we're using it in that regard. And then we can translate that over to a dog with separation anxiety that's maybe stressed every single day, then we have to do it twice a day and maybe a little bit more. So there's those small changes that uh, that's my job is to help pet parents differentiate between those things and what they're looking to accomplish and how CBD therapy can be applied to their, their pet or horse. Sure. You know, pets bring so much joy and comfort and satisfaction and purpose to our lives. And when there's a problem, it really is disruptive. I mean, an anxious dog, um, an anxious horse is a problem. 
because this is a very, very large animal and it's a very large stressed out animal Mm -hmm. and it can do great damage to itself or other people or other animals Mm -hmm. or property, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, uh, so, so when those things are going on in our life, it's got to be such a rewarding feeling for you to know when you pick up the phone that somebody's going to come to you with like a, somebody's going to come to you with a nail and you have a hammer for that. Like that's the most rewarding times in my career is when I'm on the other side of a phone and I know that when the person calls me, I have a solution for them. I have a something valuable to offer that's going to make their life better, easier, more efficient, more profitable, whatever that is for their business. And it's got to be a great feeling to know that you, that you have that. Mm -hmm. And after doing this for a number of years, you've probably kind of heard it all. You're probably not surprised (laughs) anymore. They probably... There's there's probably like, you know, people think, oh, I have this super special situation that you've never heard of before. Yep. And you're like, yeah, we deal with that all the time. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I tell them that too. I'm like, this is more common than you think. You're not alone. <laughs> you know, we're, we, we're, we've all kind of been through those those special cases and or heard them at least. And sometimes I'll get a screwball where I'm, I'm, which is fun for me, because then I'm like, okay, well, how can we apply, you know, our cannabis here? How, what cannabinoids are best for this? What dosing ranges? And owners understand with me explaining to them that all, you know, mammals have the potential to tolerate cannabinoids differently. So some of this is a lot of follow-up and back and forth with pet parents and checking in with me after a week, like we tried a loading dose for seven days, and then we want to explore reducing it like we talked about, or maybe it's not cutting it. And we want to look at um, increasing their dose to see if that is a benefit to them. So there's, it's, it's fun. It's fun for me in that way. Like I mentioned, as, as far as keeping up with people and making sure that, that they're getting what they want out of CBD therapy, because I'm very much a person that likes taking care of other people and especially their animals as well by extension. So for me, this mm-hmm. is just the most rewarding job I could have ever asked for. I love what I do. Uh, well, and you made it for yourself, girl. So, I mean, <laughs> boss chick status right there. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Thank you. So I love, you know, horses are such, horses are such special animals. I mean, even in the way they're wired, I don't, you know, understand a lot of it, but I have a number of friends that are involved in equine therapy and, oh, cool. um, okay. And just the idea that, you know, they have this different heart connection to their brain. They connect with people and children in so many ways. And I find it fascinating that you're discovering that medicine that works really well, like for children, for example, Mm -hmm. who have um, emotional issues or developmental delays or other challenges who would benefit from horse therapy, those horses benefit from the CBD too. Yep. And you and i think that that's i think that that's such a special thing and i bet you've seen some really wonderful recoveries of yes, animals absolutely and that's i do get it's my favorite part of the job is when it is so successful for them and i literally get pet parents or horse owners calling in tears like i can't believe uh, that it worked this well for them and that's i think yeah. Cannabis especially is obviously we, we all know the stigma (laughs) and, you know, that's followed Uh throughout the years. And I think people 
once they ease into it, it's almost they need to see it to believe it. And I get that, you know, it's new and we're all learning about, well, we're all learning as we go. And um, (laughs) so seeing it in person and seeing your dog walk up the stairs for the first time in three years or, you know, your your horse taking a sound step that they haven't in months and you've tried everything and it, it gets emotionally taxing as, you know, the pet parent or horse owner that you you want the best for them. And I, I get the most amazing people calling me every day because they're people that genuinely care for the well-being of their animals and they genuinely want the best for them. So the, I feel so lucky that I get, it's almost like a filter <laughs> um, because yeah, yeah. as a business model, it's almost a filter of these people that just, they look and they research and they read and they try to figure out the best thing to better their animals' lives. And it's so fulfilling on my end to be able to connect with them and, and help them as well. So it's it's a very cool circle. I'll bet it is. I'll bet mm-hmm. it is. Um, I was looking at your blog a little bit and there are some great articles in there and you did mention something, dogs and fireworks. Yes. Um, one of the best dogs my family ever had was a dog that we adopted from a shelter around August or September. And I'm just going to let people know when you adopt a dog in August or September, they probably ran away on the 4th of July. And we didn't know that about her until the next year. And she went from the most mellow little girl to she absolutely lost her shit. I mean, literally lost her shit. Yeah. But like... If we put her outside, she would chew on the door to get inside. If we put her inside, she would chew on the door to get outside. And I remember this was kind of, I mean, the internet was a thing, but not like now a thing. So, you know, we're trying to figure out, can we give her people Benadryl? Does that work? Do you you know? And there's all these different dosing things. Yeah. Just fireworks. And and now in some places, I've, I've lived in neighborhoods before where fireworks are an all the time thing. If the neighbors are excited about something, we're having fireworks. Yes. So it's not even just a once a year thing. Yes. Tell me about things like that, that yeah. really, really stress out dogs where people can't even <laughs> enjoy themselves on holidays because they're too worried about mm-hmm. uh, their dog freaking out. What are some ways that vet CS products mm-hmm. could help with that? Yeah, no, that's a great question. I I will say, speaking on fireworks, it is probably our one of our most busiest times of the year. Um, a lot of pet parents might only use us for a few months. Like you mentioned, uh, people will set them off for months after all summer. They're still going. They're still, you know, lighting them off at 2 a.m. And there are, if you think of it, I like to encourage people to think of it from the dog's perspective. You can't be like, this is fireworks. This is normal people are celebrating. They're just like, things are attacking our house. I don't know what's going on. It's very loud. And that's why they're cowering under the bed. They literally think the world is crumbling. And it's so sad if you think about it from that standpoint, right? Put yourself in Mm -hmm. the dog's paws for a second and, (laughs) and just think about it from that perspective. It's, it's terrifying. And so from a CBD standpoint, uh, some, it depends on your area. It depends on normal frequency of how they're, how they're being set off. Um, but I mean, if it's, if it's very bad, I may even encourage the pet parent to do a twice a day dosing protocol for a solid two months and, and just keep it consistent with them. And then they can pull it once the season's over, if there's nothing else they want to utilize it for. Um, but other dogs, if it's, 
if it's very situational, maybe only sometimes. Like I said, we see benefit in dogs, specifically 30, 45 minutes after application to where, you know, there's other things that you can do along with CBD therapy to make sure that your dogs are comfortable, give them their bed, give them a dark, quiet room, maybe put on a TV in the background if that, if that helps, um, but set the mood <laughs> almost for them that mm-hmm. things are going to be okay. Um, and, and give them that, that kind of extra support on the back end along with CBD therapy. But that's, we, we have, we have pet parents that swear by it every year and it's, it's a game changer for a lot of animals. It really is. Sure. Um, when we talk about the endocannabinoid system in animals, are vets any more aware of that than actual doctors are because I yeah. every doctor and pharmacist that I've interviewed and it's been lots and lots right at all these conferences where I go and speak I moderate panels full of doctors all the time full mm-hmm. of I had a dentist on one I've got I've got pharmacists I've got all these people and I always ask yeah. the same question did you yeah. ever learn about the endocannabinoid system in medical school in your 10 or 15 years of postgraduate school. Yeah. Have you ever heard of this? And the answer is always no. No. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering, like, uh-huh. like what other parts of my body don't doesn't my doctor know about? Like, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we know if I so go to the mechanic it's... and they're like, <laughs> I can do everything. I can do everything except uh yeah, can't deal with the transmission. I don't know, didn't learn about that, but I can handle the rest of it. Like, what is going on in my skin, Trish, that somebody should be aware of and they don't know about? Isn't that incredible? It really is. I mean, we know so much about it. It's one of the most heavily studied systems and it's, it blows my mind that they don't. And veterinarians, um, DVMs are, are no exceptions to that same, that that same thing. Um, they don't, and, and they didn't, previously teach it. I do know uh, moving forward, you know, in the last maybe year or so that there's a couple of programs that are starting to introduce it and be a little bit more aware because in the problem that we face on a veterinary standpoint, because Dr. Ludke and I will do lunch and learn. So we will get on Zoom calls. Pre-COVID, we were walking into vet clinics, um, doing little talks and and not not really as much geared towards vet CS specifically, as much as I like to just call it harm reduction, right? We have pet parents that are buying CBD from cat stations or, you know, the pet pet oh, store geez. down the road that might not know who really sold it to them and those types of those things. And, and with pets, you have to remember that some of those flavor additives, things in there are not safe for them. Um, and there's just, there's so many factors on, on safety that I could stand on a soapbox for, for far too long, probably, but that, that need, no, yeah, I'll tell you that, if it's been too long, to be, but I want to okay. hear about safety because yeah. it's important. It's important. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It needs, I mean, it just needs to be considered. And so, you know, really what we, what we try to do is educate veterinarians on cannabis in general. I start with, you know, explaining the plant first and foremost, these are the terms. If you hear me say cannabis, it's all encompassing for this thing that I'm talking about. If I'm moving to hemp, if I'm moving to different cannabinoids, this is, you know, there's, there's so many segues to it that I feel like are so important because you have those pet parents, like I mentioned, and it's no fault of their own buying CBD from random places and bringing it into the clinic and saying, you know, can I use this for my dog or cat? And unfortunately our state 
veterinary medical boards, with a recent exception in California, um, has pretty much said, don't talk about it, veterinarians. We don't want to be involved in it. We don't know enough, which is not true. We, you know, we, we just don't, we don't want to go there yet. We're not ready for that. And, and that's basically what's been being pushed the last few years with this recent boom of it coming through clinics. And to me, that's a problem. To me, you know, I think there's a happy medium of a veterinarian, maybe not being comfortable talking about cannabis, but having enough know-how to say, has that product, you know, gone through safety? Where is it? Where is it being grown? Can they tell you where it's coming from? Can they give you those COAs on their website? Are they formulated, you know, ingredient lists that are safety for for animals? Like all of these things that are very basic that I think are are easy to learn and apply um, in their everyday practice without overstepping our veterinary medical boards, because you have to also remember that veterinarians as doctors carry DEA licenses. And so there is this weird area because a lot of times pets are not specifically lined out in any of these specific legislations for things. So it'll say, you know, this is legal, but it doesn't say for pet use also. So there's these different, there's Mm. these very weird gray areas. And so you know, we coach veterinarians, okay, you can't use the word recommend or prescribe. Uh, You should probably not put it in your medical notes. But what you can say is that I do know of the current research that's out there. I I do know that there has been benefits for these certain conditions, maybe like your pet that you're wanting to talk about today, and hopefully send them to us or another reputable company that has, I like to encourage if it's a pet product specifically, that there's a knowledgeable veterinary professional involved with that. Because a lot of times we need to consider every other medication that pet might be on as well. So there's a lot sure. of other things that go just into like that. people, just like people. Yes. And that, mm-hmm. that's a, okay. So many things you said, so many things yeah. you said, and I'm going yes, to try <laughs> to try to get, Oh, it's so good. Mm-hmm. So, so you're telling me, cause while you're talking and I'm over here and I'm looking at your website and I'm seeing yeah. these beautifully packaged products and all this good information, I'm like, I'm going to go to my local vet and see if he wants to have this and he should, he should be selling this. He would do love it. this. Mm-hmm. You're okay. But wait, is he allowed <laughs> to do that? Are they allowed to have a display in their clinic of yeah. CBD for animals? You will find a very split community of opinions on this in the veterinary cannabis world. No, don't go um, it, cannabis. Why you gotta be like that? It's right? always like that. No, we don't need to divide. No, there is, uh, there's a couple opinions out there. Uh, Dr. Lukey and myself are more on the side of erring on the side of caution because it's not specifically outlined otherwise. Um, it will get better one day, but how we avoid this basically, is we formed a veterinary referral program for veterinarians um, so that we can send them a specialized ID kit. So they get business cards with a number on it. They get marketing materials. Yes, they can display that in their clinic. That's perfectly fine. So a pet parent comes in and they can say, you know, I I do know that this research, like I mentioned before, I do know that this research is out there call vet CS. They'd be happy to consult for you. There you go. There you we're go. We're operating a little bit different in the fact that 
I'm a certified veterinary technician. I do not carry a DEA license. Yes, I'm state certified, but it's a little different than uh, than a than a doctor with that license. So that's kind of how we go around, you know, that part mm. of it, and and keeping everybody quote unquote safe in our own field, if you will. Uh, some people, sure. other companies out there will be like stocking in clinic. You guys are good. Uh, you know, federally legal, <laughs> 2018 farm bill. Let's roll. It's okay. And so, you know, there's, you'll find both sides of the fence. And um, I have very good friends in the veterinary cannabis industry that are on one side or the other, and that's fine. Um, so I think one day it'll, it'll marry happily. Um, but we, we recommend that they don't quote unquote recommend <laughs> um, a CBD product specifically right. for a specific condition in their medical notes. You know, um, that's, uh, that's just my opinion on that one. <laughs> Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. There's so many, uh, cannabis complicated. Um, another thing you talked about was knowing your, knowing your formulation, knowing your origins, being able to read a COA that gets overwhelming so quickly. You know, when you and I go by Advil, I can go to Walmart. I can get Advil brand Advil. I could get Walmart brand Advil. I can get some other thing. It's all the same. It all says the same thing. I can tell how many milligrams are in there. Mm -hmm. It's, it's more complicated. It's more complicated with CBD because not Mm -hmm. all CBD is created equal. Yes. Um, There are real differences between distillate and isolate and full spectrum. And Mm -hmm. I mean, there's all sorts of stuff. Talk to me about how Mm -hmm. you've decided on your formulation, what you decided on to include in your formulation and why, Mm -hmm. and why, how you landed there. Because I imagine there's lots of different ways you could go with it. There are absolutely. And, you know, we, we definitely believe that the whole is greater, you know, than the sum of all parts type mentality. So I do love a full spectrum sure. product for most applications. Uh, I do see the specific benefit in, in an isolate route sometimes. Um, I think the education standpoint to me is so important with people really understanding the difference between profiles and how it's affecting their pet specifically. Um, one product <clears throat> might have worked beautifully and then they decided to try another and it's not working as well. Of course, we all know that there's 10 different questions that go into that. The why, the how, the who, the when, <laughs> um, you know, yeah, into yeah, that yeah. product. Um, but, you know, for the most part in pets, we did start with that full spectrum. We have started working with more individualized cannabinoids. So I do have a CBD, CBG, CBN tincture that I've been working with a lot in the last six months uh, that we recently released. So we're beyond, we're beyond just CBD now. Not oh, that yes. CBD isn't great, but mm-hmm. oh, tell, tell me about this. Tell yeah. me about this. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I, it, it's been interesting because I'll back up a little bit. <laughs> it's been interesting okay. because veterinary medicine and in, in the research side, obviously just like any other form of, of therapy from any other sector, really not just cannabis. We extrapolate a lot from human medicine anyways. Um, so, you know, obviously research in animals comes secondary than it does to people like it's always been. And that's true in the cannabis side as well. Um, dogs and cats become first and then horses research is usually after that even. So, you know, we're a lot slower as far as, you know, peer reviewed data. We have it now. There's a lot cranking out, but it is a slower progression. So we're just tapping in, I mean, to CBD, pharmacokinetic safety, things like that. 
in, in that specific cannabinoid in general. But with our safety knowledge moving forward, we're becoming more comfortable with, with applying other things as well, or more adventurous, I guess you should say. Um, mm-hmm. THC is the one that obviously, I mean, dispensary settings and access of, of THC in general, there, I, I believe there is a very therapeutic value in THC. I think it's a wonderful molecule. I think it does great things. We just need to be aware in dogs of their lower therapeutic threshold um, and tolerance of that specific cannabinoid than we have in humans, right? So there's just, there is, there is a level where it's not okay for them. So people need to realize that don't go blowing smoke in your dog's face. Like, I don't think that's cool. I think you're giving them a feeling at an, at an undosed level, right. That they don't understand. Um, so I think, you know, we can use it in those severe cancer cases as, as a 20 to one and, and it's beautiful. And there's a lot of great applications for that specifically. Um, on, on the other side, in my brain and my understanding too, obviously is in research, they're using, if they're not using a CBD isolate, they're using a specific profile from somewhere else that I I say, oh, great. I'm glad that CBDA and that CBD, you know, conjunction in this specific study did well. And I'm so thankful for every one of those studies. We need as many as we can get. But then my brain is like, there's so many more, <laughs> you know, there's just so right. much more that it can expand. Well, to if we have a, if <laughs> and full spectrum means full, full spectrum and that's mm-hmm. different and that's full spectrum in terms of the extract from the plant, right? But this is an agricultural product with many different strains and varieties and Terpenes make a difference. Oh my gosh. Yes. (laughs) Yes. All of that. All of that. And, Mm -hmm. and horses. Interesting. So I'm wondering, I wonder about terpenes and horses. Horses do so much with smell, like the way they acquaint each other when they exchange like little nose breathings and stuff, the way they meet each other and get to know people. I'm, I'm wondering about the benefits of terpenes for horses. Is that, am I crazy pants right now? Not at all. We use terpenes and horses for sure. We, we offer a few different formulations. Um, a CBD isolate has absolutely proven wonderful for regular, mild to moderate anti-inflammatory. I mean, I have a very, you'll see it on our website. It's a, it's a one pound jar. It's a CBD isolate and a golden flaxseed. And we use it as a maintenance, um, topical on top of grain and they love it. But as far as mild inflammation, uh, mild daily anxiety, it's great for that. They respond so well to that. I much more than me and Dr. Ludke were like, wait a second, (laughs) this isolate is working a lot better than we thought it was, you know, initially going to, and it was encouraging, but we do make a full spectrum paste specifically for horses. And I call that more of our extra infantry support, right? Um, so if I have a more advanced condition, I'll reach for those. And we made it into a paste version because in those initial studies that we talked about in the beginning, the oil dribbles out the side of a horse's mouth really easily. It's kind of tricky to administer it to them. So it's almost more annoying. Um, So that formulation took a very long time, you know, stability in different temperatures and barns and they're outside and they live in Florida or they live in Wisconsin. It's very, it was interesting, but we nailed it down and it's a full spectrum paste, but 
Um, it's a dial-a-dose syringe. So it's really cool because it's 500 milligrams per syringe, but they can titrate their dose and, and just turn the little dial and give however much as needed that they need. And that paste is my swear by for barrier appointments that that situational anxiety we talked about with dogs and fireworks. It's the same for horses. Mm -hmm. uh, are they about mm -hmm. to take a trailer ride and they don't like the trailer? So that 125 milligrams, just a quarter of that tube uh, does really, really well for them. So they really respond great to that full spectrum for anxiety purposes. Um, and then I use those tubes for my loading doses for more severe conditions. So I'll tell an owner to push a full tube, 500 milligrams for the first, you know, three to four days, and then I'll have them split it in half and do 250 milligrams after that for a course over the next few days. And then we'll attempt to go down to that 125 maintenance, like we talked about before, that sort of progression of dosing just to find where they respond best. Um, some of them need a solid two weeks of 500 milligrams. Some of them do well at that maintenance. So it's, it all depends entirely on indication and what's going on and, and what they need. So it's, it's kind of a fun challenge or a puzzle piece. <laughs> I, I, I love it. I love it. Um, I saw, um, products for cats. Yeah. And talk to me. I think about, you know, I think about dogs with CBD and I don't think so much about cats. Tell me how our little feline friends oh. are benefiting from CBD. Cats are so lovely. They are so different. Uh, cat people will laugh. It's like you call it the cat problem because they are so different in, in everything that they do. <laughs> um, and they're no, yeah. and cannabis yeah. is no exception. Uh, the profiles, they are extremely sensitive to terpenes. Um, we had to limit our terpene profile. That's why you see it called low scent on there um, because we had to okay. attempt to adjust that a little bit for them because they do not enjoy the smell of hemp at all. So it's very hard to find a really good cat friendly product um, because, you know, some companies are kind of throwing out these these products that are, uh, quote, I guess, for lack of a better word, stinky for cats and they're not into it. And so you know, we had to mess with the terpenes a little bit, but we nailed that down. Our low scent does great. We removed them and did that salmon flavored for extra picky cats because that's also a big market is extra picky cats. Um, before that, I would have been fine with an isolate and oil. Some is better than none, you know, sometimes with them. And I mean, even that, yeah. some of them recognize the difference and they don't want it. And what's interesting with cats is, like I said, just a second ago, some is better than none. And if, if an owner still can't get it in them, uh, we'll even attempt to move it to topical, which I know bioavailability is totally different and absorption is, is a little bit different yeah. in that route, but we can attempt it. Uh, we use the pinna of their ear, that exposed skin area on the very, very top of their ear. I was going to ask. Yeah. Okay. And we have owners massage it there. Um, you know, Aww. it's, it's not ideal for dosing, but you know, we can, we can try, but most, most cats do okay. Um, mostly for anxiety. Uh, the main kicker that I've was kind of surprised at is IBD in cats. So irritable bowel, um, in cats is, is actually okay. a really big issue. And a lot of cat owners struggle with that. And CBD therapy with that in cats is probably one of my main applications for them. It's, it's, it's pretty crazy. I do have a lot, um, you know, older cats, senior cats, arthritis as well. Same thing as dogs. Um, cancer or things like that, where they're just trying to keep them comfortable, uh, that we use higher doses for, but, but yeah, we use it all the time with cats and they do really well. 
I, I love that so much. Um, how does vet CS keep control, keep control on all those safety features and do all that formulation? Are you guys working with a white labeler? Are you doing this extraction and formulation yourselves? How do you maintain such tight controls and innovate, um, across the whole product line? Yeah. Great question. So we, <laughs> me and Chelsea aren't busy enough. So, uh, we, <laughs> we own the, um, we own elite CS, which is, uh, also a white label company. So we own the extraction. Can I just line. tell you, it yeah. just gets like, yeah. it's sexier every minute. So I'm just yes, going to sit girl. over here, yes. snapping my fingers <laughs> at Trish Wilhelm, the boss babe of the day. So not only is she a vet tech and has this is involved in a thriving practice with your vet, Dr. Lutke, who congratulations are in order. She's on maternity oh, she's, leave right now, which is, is talk about boss babes. I just, I could just gush on her all day. Like I, None of this would ever be possible without her. She really is the most amazing person. And even before Vet CS and everything, when we were working in practice together, I was just like blessed to be learning from her every day. She really is. Yeah. You'll have to talk to her sometime. She's absolutely incredible and the, my best counterpart. <laughs> So you've got all that going on and then you say, well, we want to make sure that we have really quality CBD in our products. So we'll just start an extraction company. <laughs> and I mean, I don't know, I'm, I'm over here admiring you, but now that I think about it and say it out loud, I think maybe you're just crazy. Crazy. Crazy <laughs> is the word that we, that we, yes, decided on. It's definitely crazy. Tell um, me about did Elite with CS. A, yeah. Like with, so with Elite, you know, we had already actually been working with, with that company before we took over. So it was elite botanicals prior. You might remember like Loveland Molecular and those classes running sure. out of there with ERS and all of that. That that's that same facility. Um and and wow. it, it almost landed in our laps a little bit to where there was a transfer uh, wanted in order and it was offered to us specifically because they they trusted us. They, we we had a great relationship with them for years when we were, you know, formulating our products with them and we were always really involved with the lab and everyone working there. And it was just kind of one of those kismet things, like I said before, that just kind of was a meant to be progression. And um, we, we, we slid into that and, and it's been awesome. It's, it's been really great. So yeah, we have that hand in the entire process to where we can extract, we can formulate, we can kind of play around with new formulations with what we're doing right now and being able to stay ahead of the ball a little bit. And it's been crazy fun. Crazy is definitely the word, but fun follows it for sure. So. so I think the best answer to the question, how do you maintain tight quality control across it yeah. is you do it yourself. You buy your own processing. Lab. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, you do it yourself. <laughs> girl, girl. But and I can definitely, I see, like, and then my there's... team is amazing. Like I, I would be nothing without any, any of those people. So it's not, it is not me. It is you know, Caleb Kane in the lab, it's Tara Dor. She's a boss lady. You would love her um, formulation and, you know, reverse engineering things and messing around with stuff. And um, it's just uh, Swiss as our CTO, my awesome husband. Like, it's just, it, it, we have the best team and none of it would be possible without every single one of them. Like, I'm just so lucky to be surrounded by amazing yeah. people. <laughs> 
Isn't that the best? Isn't that the best when you look around? I I look around, I go to these conferences, I go to Good Life Gang meetups, girl, and I Mm. look around and I'm like, is this my freaking job? Right? Like, is somebody paying me to be here? Because you don't have to pay me to be here. I'm in it. I'm in it. I'm with my people. people. Yeah. 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 Um, And speaking speaking of people, you have people products. You have people products on your website. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. That, Which I did. Kind of, well, thank you. It was kind of one of those things where it was, uh, it was a natural progression because I had pet parents calling me being like, hey, can I take the 2000 milligram large breed dog tincture for myself? <laughs> <laughs> like kind of trying to be sly about it. And I was like, well, I mean, it's all human grade. Yes, you can. I do. It's a higher milligram. I love it. <laughs> I technically, I don't think I can technically tell you to do that so we'll make some human products so yeah we definitely found the need to offer those to our clients and um hopefully be able to expand into a little bit higher milligram in some of those things but we did the tinctures and some capsules and a topical cream on there and then through elite um obviously we have our book of white label clients with awesome products but we also are revamping elite botanicals as well and that'll (laughs) apparently that's like you know a third company cat. So I don't know. <laughs> gonna... <laughs> Come on. It just, it, you know, it just Go happens. Girl. And so it's like, okay, well, we'll mean... you know, revamp that website. So I think we'll have a more human based line through elite botanicals. And Tara is very excited to start messing with some really cool formulations there and offerings for people through that. So <laughs> we'll see. I love it. I love all of it and I'm here for it. And, um, I just, the, the more we can normalize, and I know a lot of normalization of cannabis comes from people who were not excited about cannabis, didn't know anything, Mm -hmm. didn't want anything to do with it, didn't care about it and Mm -hmm. had some sort of life crisis, whether a health crisis in their own life or someone that they loved or one of their little fur babies. And, and then you get to the point, like you said, you've already tried, you've thrown the kitchen sink at it. You've tried Mm -hmm. everything. There's nowhere left to go. Let's try cannabis. And as much as I wish something that's so simple and relatively inexpensive and not pharmaceutical, pharmaceutical grade, but like not from big pharma, as much as I wish that was like our first line of defense, I'm happy when anybody finds it, you know, and, um, I'm sh- I'm sure and and just people are willing honestly to do things for their cats and dogs especially their anxious sick in pain unhappy cats and dogs that they wouldn't be willing to try otherwise in their lives maybe. Yeah. And absolutely. they see a product like this that's very um your packaging is really elegant um and very approachable, lots of facts on there. Thank lots you. of information. I mean, it has a really good balance, I think, between looking clinical and looking friendly and plant-based oh, and not intimidating. so much to me. That's exactly uh, what we were going for. I so love packaging. You. You're so I'm a packaging sweet. nerd. I will, I will look at people's packaging it. and tell a story oh, in my I mind. That. So that's um, literally exactly what we were going for. So thank you. <laughs> You're so good. Well, good, good, good. Well, you did it. Um, 
it communicated to me, your audience of one is definitely communicated <laughs> yeah. to you. Awesome. But, but people, are, I bet they're willing to try it. And you know what, Trish, because of your good work for their pets, maybe they're willing to try it on, you know, husband's sore knees and their own insomnia yeah. and their own other things. And then we just start talking about quality of life, quality of life in our own bodies, quality of life with our families, quality of life with our pets and, yeah. um, and on our properties. And it's just a good thing. And you're just, yeah. you're doing it. And it's, it's interesting to me that the fruit of all of your hard work is all these like calm animals and people. And you're over here, crazy pants, starting a third business. So I, I dig it. I dig the tension. I dig the tension. Thank you. Yeah. In, it's, in, the, in the life it's, of Trish. It's so cr- well, that, and you know, me and Chelsea both have kids. And so we're, we're moms and you know, we rock the vet CS elite CS world and it's really, you know, me and her on the phone and a fist bump and what's next, you know, like we got this. It's okay. (laughs) We're doing it. (laughs) I love it. I want, tell me all the different ways people can be in touch with you and your products. Oh, Kat, you lost me in that last piece with the technology. Uh, What was your question? uh, What are all the different ways people can be in touch with you? How can they get a hold of your products? Sorry. I think my, uh, my connection was not that no. great. Um, there you are. Now I can hear you. Now I here I am. You. Okay, good. What was your question? How can people? Oh, maybe. Yeah, this is thanks to where I live. I live in the mountains, far, far away, and my internet is awful. So fewer satellites oh, no. are flying over the top of it's my house. Still, it's apparently. still not working. You're just you're talking, and you look so pretty, but I can't see anything or hear anything. <laughs> I'm saying super smart things. You'll have to listen to the episode to find out what they are. Let's see. Um, Maybe if we give my connection, hopefully it's not me. No, I think it'll come back. It'll come back. I'm, I'm. There you are. I'm texting. I'm texting you. Okay, good. I can hear. Um, Well, I'm scared to say now I can hear you because that's when it keeps (laughs) not working. Don't be scared. We're going to claim that. Claim victory over that. Tell me all the different ways people can be in touch with you. People are going to want to be your customer. Tell me how they get to be your customer and how they get to be in touch. All those things. Yeah, absolutely. I would love to talk with everyone. I um, probably the easiest is through our website. It's vetcs.com. And we have a contact us page. You can write a little note what you're looking for through an email if you'd like. The phone number on the website actually routes directly to myself. So I just answer the VetCS line all day. You can talk to me about your pet. I'd be happy to give you a consult and work through it and talk about product selection, dosing, making sure you're on the right path with all of those things. Um, and that's probably the best, the best way is the email and phone number for sure. And if people are interested in your white labeling um, yeah. through Elite CS... Yeah. EliteCSLabs.com is our website, uh, but our email is just contact at EliteCSLabs.com. We will, we do white label, um, you know, bath beauty products, tinctures. We make bath bombs. We have a whole slew of awesome formulations that are already on the docket. Uh, we will do custom formulations. If there's a specific cannabinoid pairing that you want to explore with certain topicals or products or whatever it is you want to see in your line, uh, we can definitely look into some custom things. And then uh, our lab does some 
you know, toll processing offerings, if you want to look into that. And right now we're kind of building on realistic, you know, processing capabilities, specific distillates versus isolates of things and, and all of that with Caleb and, and how we can make that an offering for everybody as well. So exciting things this year. Um, I'm a little bit familiar with some of the members of your team. And I yeah. just want to say, like, highly recommend highly recommend. This is a team of bosses who've been in it for a minute and um, very, just a really stellar team. So I'm nothing but impressed. And um, a formulation I would like for you to look into for me is like a one-on-one Trish and Kat THC, one-to-one-to-one. We can, we can do it all. (laughs) So that's going to be, that's going to be a goal. The next time I'm in Colorado or something, we're going to have to get together and have this conversation over. Yes. Yeah. We're going to do it. Um, Good things and good food. (laughs) That's it. That's it. It's all those things. Trish Wilhelm, thank you for being here. Vet CS, um, great products for, dogs, cats, horses, and even people, and Elite CS, uh, white labeling for your own dream formulation. So if somebody's out there and they have an idea, um, talk to Elite CS. And I just know that good things are going to happen for you and your company. I'm excited about it. And I can't, I'm just, I'm here for it. And I'm watching and I'm a fan. Thank you so much. It's such an honor to sit with you. I just had so much fun. Thanks, Trish. We'll talk again soon. Thank you. Carbon Chemistry is a leading supplier of materials used in cannabinoid purification and distillation. Years ago, manufacturers lacked a reliable source for acquiring chemicals used to make cannabis oil. Carbon Chemistry solved that problem by providing a variety of proven, hand-selected products for the industry. You have high standards and you should, because you have a legitimate business to run. We believe our industry deserves the same level of professionalism and reliability other markets enjoy. Working with Carbon Chemistry means you'll be respected, supported, and heard. We will be timely, consistent, and thorough in all that we do. And if we ever mess up, we'll make it right. That's our commitment to you. When you purchase Carbon Chemistry Media, we promise the highest quality, best price, and consistent results. Oil purity is a direct result of the materials and processes used during production. The most respected brands trust Carbon Chemistry's array of adsorbents and filtration media when quality is of the essence. Carbon Chemistry exists to make your life easier. We want to help you develop the best products available and keep your customers coming back for more. Let's exceed your customers' expectations together. Reach out today and see why leading brands trust Carbon Chemistry and you should too. Tell them Kat sent you.